What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the great folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to week six of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2018-2019 NFL season. And oh boy, we are in a hurry this week because it's about to start pouring down rain and it's going to rain for the rest of the week. I need to get my lawn mowed. I've got other stuff that's got to get done today. So we are going to keep this at one quick, quick pace this week. Last week, 9-6 and six straight up, did well. That's got us 44-32 and 32 with our two ties so far on the season. Against the spread was an absolute tire fire. I only went 4-11. and 11. You should have taken the exact opposite of everything I took last week. You'd have had yourself a great week. Over-under, we did better. Only 7-8, and eight, so we were a game under 500, but that's fairly decent for us with how this season has gone over-under. Against the spread, 34, 42, and 2 on the season. Over, under, 33, and 45. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for last week. Straight up, we went 4 and 0. Cincinnati beat Miami. The Rams beat the Seahawks. The Patriots beat the Colts. And the Panthers beat the New York Giants. Against the spread, we lost them all except for the bronze pick, which I told you to take Cincinnati minus 6. That worked out. The Rams minus 7, the Colts plus 10, and the Panthers minus 7 all did not. Over under, we whiffed on all of them. Told you to stay over 50 in Cincy, Miami. Under 50 and a half in the Rams, Seattle. Under 51 and a half in the Patriots, Colts. And under 44 and a half in Carolina and the Giants. And none of those worked out. I'm sorry. Bridgewater's Finest and NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools. In the Bridgewater's Finest pool, I'm in 16th place out of 43, 382 out of 648 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 59%. In week 5, 78 out of 120 for 65%. That's better. We're moving in the right direction. Shout out to our week 5 winner, Potvans Picks. 10 and 5 last week, 94 of 120 confidence points. That's a clip of 78%. West Coast Martin remains our overall leader, 49 and 27 on the season, 442 out of 648 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 68%, just a little bit below a typical championship pace. In the NFL YouTube Prognosticators pool, I am tied for 9th place out of 51. Only 33 correct against the spread plays this year of the, uh, let's see, 78 games that have been played. So that's only 42%, and that is terrible, and we will endeavor to get better. Only 3 of the 15 games I got correct last week, based on Yahoo's lines, that's only 20%. It was an absolute dumpster fire of a week. Shout out to our week five winner, RDI2510, who I've never mentioned on the show before. They got nine of the 15 games correctly. That is 60%. Nothing wrong with 60% against the spread. J3, now our sole overall leader, 44 correct against the spread picks out of the 78 games. That's a clip of 56%. So shout out to Potvent's picks. RDI 2510, West Coast Martin, and J3 for either winning week five or being our overall leaders. Taking a peek into Fantasy Corner to see how my eight fantasy football teams did in week five action. There are only four and four across the board. I did pick up the victory in my league, the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football League, with a Monday night victory 
over Half Moon's picks. That has me 3-2. and two. I've won three consecutive games in that league, trying to defend that championship. I got a week five, or sorry, week six matchup, I should say, against Mayfield of Dreams, and that's Holly Gordon. She's been a listener and a viewer of mine for a few years now. It's a projected victory for me, but obviously a lot of work still to do. In the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League, I took my first loss of this loss of the season. That was to Scrote Squad, and that is Billy B. And uh, yeah, first loss on the year. I'm four and one. I've got a week six, a pivotal week six matchup against Geo Knows. Geo Knows Fantasy has scored the most points, I believe, in the league this season. Right now, it's a projected win for me because Alvin Kamara for Geo is on a bye. So it's a projected win right now, but that is going to be a tight fantasy matchup. Geo's been scoring points all over the place. Let's see what can happen. So, Half Moon's Picks and Scrote Squad, Stephen Coleman and Billy B. Thank you so much for the games last week. And Holly Gordon with Mayfield of Dreams and Geo Knows. Let's do this thing in week six. I'll take this opportunity now, as I always do, to remind you that in the description to the YouTube video or on SoundCloud or iTunes, you're going to find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week six in the NFL. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest and official NFL YouTube prognosticators pick'em pools. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube prognosticators Facebook page, and you're going to find information on NerdTees. NerdTees.ca. Use that promo code BWFINEST. Save yourself 15% at checkout. Free shipping in Canada on any order over 50 bucks. If you're in the US, two clicks of a button and all the prices are suddenly in US dollars. It's a miracle of technology. Today's blend, Ontario peaches. I think I've talked about it before. Smooth, delicious, very sweet. Got a really nice flavor to it. Ontario peaches, it's a thumbs up from me. Nerdtease.ca, promo code BWFINEST, save 15%, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. Fellas, the way to a woman's heart is through her teacup. Take that as you will. Nerdtease.ca. So clearly, based on the fact that I got through that in terms of recording time in under seven minutes, when it's usually 10 to 11, that's the pace we're going to be at today. Not a lot of background info in this episode. I'm just going to give you the picks. It's going to be a shorter show. Let's get into our week six picks. Let's start in New York with Giants, Eagles, Philadelphia in town. Philadelphia losing last week. Actually, both of these teams losing last week. Philly, a game last week that I had them winning. I thought they should have won. I certainly wasn't confident enough to take it, you know, really, really high up in my picks. But I did think Philly was going to win that game with Minnie on back-to-back roadies. Did not work out. Carolina, they were my platinum pick. They pulled it off. They won last week and beat the Giants. Giants just strike me as dysfunctional. They just strike me as a dysfunctional football team right now. So even though they're at home, it's a division matchup. Both teams know their opponents very well. Philly's just the better football team. And especially if, you know, Saquon's a little banged up and Odell's running his mouth all over the place while he's completely underperforming for his draft position. Let's take the Eagles in this football game. Let's take Philly on the road to beat the Giants. On the line, Giants are three-point dogs at home. This is a small price to pay for us for the team that we think is the better team and is going to win. Most of the public and most of the experts are on Philly in this one. We're going to take the Eagles 
minus three. Total in the game, 44 points. Pretty darn good line, but most people are rocking towards my lean, which was the over. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go over 44 points in Giants-Eagles. Let's go to Atlanta now, another divisional matchup. A lot of divisional games this week. Atlanta at home taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bucks coming into this game off of their bye week, so they're obviously going to be well-rested. Atlanta, so many injuries on the defensive side especially, and now Matt Ryan's been hobbled with a foot injury, but... On Tampa's side, they've already announced that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback again. I don't like Jameis Winston as a player. I don't necessarily think he's a good football player. He's obviously good enough to be in the NFL, but I don't look at him like he's a good quarterback. I think he's an average quarterback. Where Atlanta is at home... Matt Ryan looks like he's going to play. He might be limited a little bit, but he looks like he's going to play. If Atlanta can now get into that place where they're going to start getting some of these guys back from injury, hopefully, fingers crossed for Falcons fans, I think this game's going to be incredibly high scoring, but I got to take the home team here. I'm going to take the Falcons at home to beat the Bucs. And that just comes down to, I just don't think the Bucs are a good football team. So we're going to take Atlanta at home. On the line, Falcons are favored by three and a half points at home. That's just too many for me because Tampa could, could win this game. It's a division game. Anything can happen. Tampa Bay could win this game where it's more than a field goal. We're going to take the Bucks plus the three and a half points and hedge our bets. Total in the game is the highest total, uh, sorry, second highest total of the week. 57 and a half points. Go over on it. I have this game over 60 by more than a field goal. So this should clear 57 and a half with relative ease. Let's take over. 57 and a half points. Division matchup number three. We got the Cincinnati Bengals at home playing host to the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is now a matter of this being two very good football teams. The Steelers know they got a couple of weeks until Lev Bell is back. That's got to be a boost to them. I realize this is a division game and it's a division game on the road. And Cincinnati's been playing fairly well lately. The Bengals handled the Dolphins by two possessions last week. They won the game against the spread. Joe Mixon is back, had a receiving touchdown. He looks like he hasn't missed a step. They're not going to have Gio Bernard, but they've got their number one back, back, <laughs> back, back. But yeah, they've got him back. Mixon played well last week. This is going to be another, I would say, fairly high scoring football game. I, oh boy, this is a tough one. I kind of think though that I'm leaning on the Steelers here. No, there's, hmm, it, that's a tough one. That's kind of a coin flip to me, but I think I'm going to rock the Steelers in that game. We're going to take the Steelers on the road as the underdog in the division matchup. Let's take Pittsburgh to beat Cincinnati. On the line, since he's a two and a half point favorite at home, we like Pittsburgh to win. Let's take Pittsburgh plus the two and a half. Total in the game is 53 points. I've got this game hitting 60, so I mean that should clear that. I've got it clearing it by a full touchdown. So let's take over 53 points in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Let's go to Cleveland now where the Browns are going to play host to the LA Chargers. And on paper, certainly in the preseason, you would look at this game like, oh my God, this should be an absolute layup for the LA Chargers even though it's on the road. Cleveland has won both of their games at home. 
Sorry, correction on that one. Cleveland has won two of their three games at home. The other one was a tie. So more accurately, Cleveland has not lost at home this season. And I'm sitting here and I was all ready to say, look, Cleveland in the upset. I like the Browns. But actually, literal breaking news while I'm recording the episode, uh, Los Angeles Chargers owner Alex Spanos has passed away at the age of 95. And this shouldn't come into play when you're doing something like this. But it absolutely does. That is going to be such an incredibly emotional game for the Chargers. I think that gives them the emotional lift that they actually come out and win this football game in Cleveland. So I'm actually going to take the Chargers in this one. Chargers on the road in Cleveland beat the Browns. On the line, Browns are one-point dogs at home. It's only a single point. I'm taking the Chargers to win, so we're going to take the Chargers minus one point. Total in the game is 44.5 points, and this is another one that I have absolutely sailing over the total. So I've I've got this over by nearly 10 points. So let's take over 44.5 points in Chargers-Browns. Let's go to Oakland now where the Raiders are going to play host to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, obviously very close game last week, division game against the Rams. Oakland, you know... Not so much. They lost to the Chargers by two full possessions. That was a 26-10 football game. Going right back to, eh, yeah, you know, this team really doesn't look good, especially when they're not playing at home. The benefit here is that they do get to play at home this week, and they're playing against a team that historically does not travel very well. I'm still going to take the Seahawks here. The Seahawks know they're about like a week or two away from K.J. Wright coming back on the defensive side. That's going to be a huge uptick for them to get one of their leaders back on defense. So maybe they're looking ahead at something like that, but I don't know. I just think the Seahawks are a better team. I just, I just, I guess I'm just a Raiders hater. I guess I just don't like the Raiders. Uh, I'm just, I'm not taking them let's take seattle on the road in oakland to beat the raiders realizing i got a lot of road warriors this week anyway oakland three point dogs at home on the line seattle favored by three this was a really wonky one for me seattle is zero and three on the road against the spread they have not covered against the spread this season but that's a small price to pay for me to take the team that i think is going to win the game so we're gonna kind of hold our nose there and go seattle minus three total in the game is 48 points pretty darn good total kind of a gut feeling for me we're gonna take the over in that one I just I don't want to be sitting there you know like you know (laughs) twisting my mustache going like oh my god I wonder if this is gonna stay under my gut is to go over on it so we're gonna go over 48 points in Seattle Oakland Let's head to Miami now where the Dolphins are going to play host to the Chicago Bears. Bears coming in off of their bye, so they're going to be well-rested. They're going to be healthy. Miami lost last week. Again, the aforementioned game against Cincinnati. It was my bronze pick last week. I love the Bears here. I think the Bears are going to walk in, and I've said it about the Bears all season. Their defense is capable of beating average to mediocre teams just with the defense and I think that's what this game is going to be the Bears defense is going to come in they're going to make Ryan Tannehill's life hell they're not going to give up a damn thing on the ground I love the Bears here on the road in Miami 
to beat the Dolphins. On the line, Dolphins also three-point dogs at home. So that's a small price to pay on Chicago's side. We're going to take Chicago minus three. Total in the game is 42 points. The two teams are combined four and five over under, so there's not a gigantic lean one way or the other. This is another kind of gut feeling here. I'm going to say stick under on it because I think Chicago could very easily keep Miami to single digits in this football game. So let's go under 42 points in Chicago, Miami. Go to Washington now where the Redskins come off of an absolutely embarrassing performance on Monday Night Football in New Orleans, losing to the Saints, obviously giving up Drew Brees, the uh, the all-time passing record. Congratulations to Drew Brees for that. The Redskins get to go back home. They got to welcome in the Carolina Panthers. Not a great road team, but a good football team top to bottom who look like they're on track to get Greg Olson back. Now, Olson's already said his foot's probably going to need surgery in the offseason. So whether it's going to be Olson at 100%, Olson at 80%, Olson at 70%, who knows? But getting him back into the offensive fray just gives them that extra weapon. And the Redskins secondary looked terrible last night. I realize it was against Drew Brees and very, very good receivers. Carolina has got Cam Newton and they've got good receivers. DJ Moore is starting to break out in that receiving core for the Carolina Panthers. I think Carolina goes into Washington and wins this football game. I like the Panthers on the road in Washington to beat the Redskins. On the line, Skins are currently favored by two points at home. We like Carolina to win the game, so obviously we're going to be on the Panthers plus two. Because Vegas are cowards, there is no total in this game. I would expect it to be somewhere around a mid-40, so it'll depend on what the total is when it comes out. I will update you on the total in the description below when the time comes, but I would expect somewhere around a mid-40. Let's go to Denver now. Broncos got embarrassed by the Jets last week. They got to welcome in the Los Angeles Rams, one of the best teams in football. But the Rams are on back-to-back road games. The defense did not look good last week against Seattle. Granted, of course, it was in Seattle. But, I mean, look, Denver, it's a very winnable environment for the Broncos in general. Rams are also dealing with a slew of injuries. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. They just, they have injuries really on both sides of the football so this is not a team that's at a hundred percent by any stretch i'm still gonna take the rams here because man had the broncos won last week and won like comfortably i might have actually taken them in a huge upset in this game but they didn't they looked like garbage against a mediocre team in the jets which keep that in mind when we talk about a game later but (laughs) i i just i can't take the broncos here i can't trust the broncos in this spot we're gonna take the rams on the road in Denver to beat the Broncos. On the line, Rams are favored by seven points against the spread. Good Lord. This this strikes me as too many points, but I'm still going to take it. And the reason that I'm still going to take it is Denver, despite the fact that they've won some games at home this season, have not covered against the spread at home this year. That's a problem. So we're not going to go with them even if it is plus seven. We're going to take the Rams minus seven, but do me a favor. If you're going to bet this game, tease it. Tease the Rams down to a one-point favorite if you like them to win, or tease the Broncos up to, you know, 13-point dogs if if you know you think the Rams are going to win, but you don't really know by how much. In any case... Tease this football game with a six-point teaser. Do not play either the minus seven or the plus seven. Uh, it's just it's just too uncomfortable. But that's what the spread is. 
I'm going to take the Rams minus seven. Total in the game, 52.5 points. Might be the most perfect total of the week. It is like right there with a couple of other ones, but that's a pretty damn good total. Teams are 5-5 five and five over under, so there's really no lean there whatsoever. 100% of experts that are talking about this game on covers, my resource of choice. They're on the over. That was kind of my lean going in before I saw the line, but I think we're going to take the over, but I think this is going to be very close one way or the other. Let's go to Dallas now. Cowboys come home after losing to the Texans in a game that I'm sure the Cowboys at the very least feel like they should not have lost, feel like they were good enough to win, but they weren't. They lost the football game. They get to welcome Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville, obviously great team on paper, but Jags are on back-to-back road games. Leonard Fournette is not going to play in this game. TJ Yeldon is limited in this game. They don't have Corey, uh, Corey Grant. I believe it's Corey Grant. He went to IR. A lot of injuries on the ground here. Blake Bortles did not look good. Like, you just completely remove his name from your mouth in terms of, like, fantasy or anything like that. Uh, boy, this is actually a much tougher game than it looks on paper. I kind of like the underdog play here. I, call me call me crazy. Call me weird. Don't call me late for dinner. I kind of like the underdog play here. I think I'm going to go with it. I think I'm going to go Dallas at home to beat Jacksonville. And against the spread, obviously we're going to take Dallas there too. Dallas a three-point dog at home. I'm going to take that because I like them to win. Total in the game, 40 and a half points. It's a low total. Is it the lowest total of the week? I believe it is. Well, you know, pending the ones that we don't have yet. But I still think it stays under. I mean, this game might struggle to hit 30. I think this is going to be a defensive showcase on both sides. We're going to stay under 40 and a half points. Let's go to Tennessee now where the Titans losing a game that most people, including myself, believe that they should have won. They welcome in the Baltimore Ravens. They also lost last week. Baltimore now on back-to-back-to-back road games. Now look, again, they lost in Cleveland last week. It was back-to-back road games inside the division after having gone to Pittsburgh. Third straight road game for a team that doesn't travel the greatest. Tennessee gets to come back home. And it looks like the Titans are just one of those teams that beat teams they're not supposed to and lose to teams that they're supposed to beat. So on paper, I would think Tennessee's supposed to lose this game. So this this is how much of a coin flip this Tennessee Titans football team is for me right now. I think they should lose this game. So I'm actually going to take them to win. I'm going to take the upset pick here. I like the Titans at home to beat Baltimore. On the line, Tennessee, three-point dog at home. Obviously, I like him to win, so let's take Tennessee plus the three points. Total in the game is 41, and kind of like the previous game, Dallas and Jacksonville, this is a game that might actually struggle to hit 30. I think the defenses are going to show up to play. It's going to be a lot of the run game in this game. The clock is going to be drained, low scoring, I think we stay under the 41 points in Tennessee, Baltimore. And the last game we're going to look at is arguably the marquee game of the week. The New England Patriots at home playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs. My God, we're at our last game of the week and I haven't even hit a half hour of record time yet. This is fantastic. Okay, so... Patriots and Chiefs. Chiefs are undefeated. Patrick Mahomes has finally shown that he can throw interceptions. New England is looking really, really good now and look like they've kind of gotten over that early season hump that they typically run into and look like they're really rounding into form. 
might still be slightly concerning that they gave up 24 points to Indianapolis, but I mean, Indianapolis is scoring more points than they were last season. So I've just, that's me personally. I've got to get out of that mindset. Bright lights, marquee matchup, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I'm kind of sick of people questioning him because I still hear and see on Twitter, see people questioning him. What else does the kid have to do? But yeah, it's, I mean, this is obviously a very, very tough game. Is the Patriots defense good enough to keep up with the Chiefs on the offensive side? Vice versa, is the Chiefs defense good enough to keep up with the Patriots on the offensive side? Really, really tough call in this football game. But I think where I sit with this one is I got to see the Chiefs lose before I stop picking with them. And so I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road in New England to beat the Patriots. I believe this game is on Sunday night football. Tough environment, but I think Mahomes gets it done yet again. We're going to take KC to beat the Patriots. On the line, Patriots are three and a half point favorites at home. I think even if you like the Patriots to win this game, you should probably take Kansas City's side of that because it's more than a field goal. Two good teams. That's tough. That would just be too many points for me. But I like the Chiefs to win outright, so we're definitely on KC plus the three and a half. Total in the game is 59 points, which is the highest total we're going to look at this week. Um, Boy, that's uh, that's not an easy one because the total is so high. I don't quite have this game getting to 60 points. I think by just a point or two, I'm going to have to stick under on it. Most of the experts are going with the under on this one as well. So let's stick under 59 points in Kansas City and New England and definitely hold our nose because they could put up 80. All right, folks, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week six in the NFL. We're going to start with the bronze pick. Two and three straight up, two, two, and one against the spread, but only one and four on the over-under. Season New York Jets at home taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And I like the Jets in this game for the simple fact that the Colts are on back-to-back road games. I'm picking on the Colts here. They lost last week, obviously, against a very good opponent. I feel like they put their all into that football game. I'm not sure whether Jack Doyle is going to be back for them on the offensive side. I just think the Jets kind of sneak up and win one on them here. So I'm going to take the Jets at home to beat the Colts. On the line, Jets are two and a half point favorites at home. We like them to win. It's a small price to pay. Let's take Jets minus the two and a half. Total in the game is 45, which is another pretty well perfect total that Vegas has capped for us here. Two teams are six and four over under, so I think that's the way I'm going to skew. Let's go over the 45 points. So Jets win straight up. Jets minus two and a half against the spread over 45 points. That is your bronze pick. My silver pick, where I'm four and one straight up, two and three against the spread, but only one and four on the totals, sees the Houston Texans at home taking on the Buffalo Bills. Houston won last week in that battle of Texas. I believe that game went to overtime, if I am correct. In fact, it did. They won that game 19 to 16, low scoring football game. The Buffalo Bills. Good on them. They won that game against Tennessee last week by a single point. Another low-scoring game. But, hey, a win is a win is a win, especially when you're the Buffalo Bills. I just think Houston comes into this game and steamrolls them. I don't know why. Like, it's just a gut. It's just a gut call on that one, I think, for me. I'm going to take Houston here. I think the Texans absolutely run over Buffalo. So let's take Houston to beat the Bills. 
On the line, however, I guess apparently Vegas must think they're going to absolutely run him over too. It's eight and a half points. And I think eight and a half points is just a little too much because it's not like the Houston Texans are an absolute for sure slam dunk proven commodity on the offensive side. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. So eight and a half points, I think is just too many for me. We're going to take Buffalo's side of that. And I mean, who knows? The Bills could always come up and sneaky win that game. So let's take Buffalo plus the eight and a half. Once again, Vegas are cowards and we do not have a total in this football game, but I will update you on the total when it comes out. I would expect a low 40, maybe even a high 30, which would really make our job difficult here. But we're going to take Houston straight up. We're going to take Buffalo plus the eight and a half against the spread. And we don't have a total. That is the silver pick. My gold pick, where I'm also four and one straight up and two and three against the spread, but I'm four and one over under on this pick this season, sees the Minnesota Vikings at home taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Good on the cards last week, picking up a 10-point victory on the road, a division opponent. That was a big win for them. They scored 28 points. That might be the most points they've scored all season. Christian Kirk, 75-yard touchdown reception, their longest play from scrimmage this season. They did a lot of good things in that game. Minnesota, coming off of a big win in their own right, beating the defending Super Bowl champions. That's a huge win for them. They get to come home. But I got to lean Minnesota in this one. Arizona's on back-to-back road games. They don't strike me as a team that travels incredibly well. They got to go from the south to the north. I like Minnesota in this game in front of the home crowd. Let's take the Vikings at home to beat the Cardinals. On the line, once again, Vegas throwing a ton of points on this bad boy. Minnesota favored by 10.5 points at home. And once again, in what I think is going to be a low-scoring game, I think 10.5 points is too many. Especially Minnesota, their defense not playing like it typically does play. I think 10.5 is too many. We're going to hedge our bets there. We're going to take the Cardinals plus the 10.5 points. Total in the game is 43. I think it stays under. I've got this thing struggling to hit 40. So that's at least a field goal of wiggle room there. I feel fairly good about that. So let's take under the 43 points. Vikings straight up. Cardinals plus 10.5 against the spread. Under 43 points. That is your gold pick. And the platinum pick where I am 3-2 and two straight up and 2-3 and three both against the spread and over under. Sees the Green Bay Packers at home against the San Francisco 49ers and I'm on the Packers all day here. Look, they shut out Buffalo 22 to nothing. They should have beaten Detroit were it not for Mason Crosby's terrible, horrible, no good, really bad day. They left enough points on the board that they would have won that game. So I, I, you can't take it as a win, obviously, because they lost the game, but man, they should have. So it's not like I'm like, oh my God, this Packers team is bad. Mason Crosby just had an all-world bad day. I don't think that repeats itself. I look at the game two weeks ago where Green Bay shut out Buffalo 22 to nothing. San Fran is a better offense, so I don't think they're going to get shut out. But they're a measurably, markedly worse defense. I don't think there's any reason why Green Bay doesn't score 30 in this game. I don't think San Francisco will be able to keep up with that. So that's where we're going to go. I like Green Bay in this one all day. Let's take the Packers at home to beat the Niners. On the line, once again, Vegas throwing a ton of points at this. Packers minus nine and a half at home. I kind of think I'm actually going to go with that, though. I kind of like the Packers minus the 9.5. 
Initially, it struck me as too many points, but Green Bay has covered this at home this season. What a shock. It was against Buffalo. And it's a comparable football team. I think Green Bay can do it again. I'm not concerned about Aaron Rodgers' knee injury right now. I think he's obviously a little bit limited, but fine. So we're going to go Green Bay minus the 9.5. Total in the game is 46.5 points. I think this pretty comfortably goes over. I think this game should hit 50. So let's go over the 46.5. Packers straight up. We're going to hammer the Packers minus 9.5 against the spread in a game that goes over 46.5 points. That is your platinum pick. I get the feeling there are a lot of people that are not going to like this episode this week. And I'm not even sure if I like this episode this week just because of the pace that we've had to go here. I don't feel overly comfortable with it. But those are the picks for week six. And it is time now for the patented comment of the week. There were actually a lot of great comments this week because I did ask you guys to give your input on longer shows versus shorter shows. And there were, you know, multiple people on each side that gave really good reasons why they like the shorter shows or they like the longer shows or they don't like the stuff at the beginning or they the picks should be at the beginning. Like there's a lot of really good input and a lot of things for me to think about as a content creator. But my favorite comment this week had to come from Robin James. And their comment was simply number 1,000. And I'm going to slow it down and take a second to really savor saying for the first time, I have 1,000 subscribers, which is uh, a huge step towards getting my partnership back, being able to earn off of these videos again. And it just, it just, it opens doors. And it was incredibly special to me. And when I noticed it, when I saw that I finally had it, um, I'm not going to lie. I actually sit, sat there. I was sitting. I was eating lunch, in fact, uh, at, a, at a pita restaurant locally. And um, I'm not going to lie. I sat there and I like had to keep myself from crying a little bit because it's something that for the last nine months since it was taken away from me for no good reason uh, that I've been fighting for. And everybody that's listening to this has been a huge part of that. My friends, my family, longtime listeners, everybody else in this community. Um, everybody has really helped that. And it's not over yet. That's not the only step. There's watch hour requirements. There's like a month's, month-long wait while they review the channel. But the fact that a thousand of you have said yes and yes consistently, which is what a subscription is. It's not just like, Hey, I like this video. I'm going to subscribe to you. It's I've liked these videos for a long time and I want to keep liking these videos. That's the way I look at it anyway. So the fact that over a thousand of you have, have said yes to me, um, is, is really incredible. And it was a really special moment for me actually. And it's one that, uh, I won't forget for a long time. So thank you. And thank you, Robin James, for being subscriber number 1000. And yours is the comment of the week from the week five video. There you go, folks. We'll call this one Bridgewater's Finest Quickies. This was a quickie episode for you this week, just because of all the other garbage that I got to get done today. Stuff that's extraneous to the important things, which is this show. 
but it's a quick one for you. Let me know how you liked this one. Again, I'm not even sure I liked it, but well, you know what? We'll put it out there and we'll see what happens. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by Nerd Tees in Ontario Peaches, nerdtees.ca, promo code BWFinest saves you 15%. Enjoy the games in week six. Check out the CFL episode, which will come out tomorrow, and we will see you again in week seven. Thank you.